0: You are about to listen to Emeka Ezra, the lead steward at Fortier Network International. He envisions all men saved
1: and mature in Christ Jesus. Be third as you listen.
0: So we spoke about, the last time we met, uh, we did a little, we, we did a teaching on how to study the Bible, right? And I got questions, you know, I got questions even from the people that listen to, even from the people that listen to the um recording you know i i i got a question from somebody she came to me and she she asked me you know i i made i made a a statement right about how to read your bible not just how to how to actually interpret scripture you know and i gave to um, ways people interpret scripture, which is exegesis and eisegesis. And, uh, you know, when I spoke about eisegesis and I, I made a statement. I said, eisegesis is, is when somebody imposes his or her ideas on a particular scripture or verse, I and I made a statement and I said, a verse cannot mean something now that it never meant before, right? And she met me, I I mean, she asked a very, very brilliant question, you know. And she said, and she said, oh, hi, Mecca. What about um, when probably you're feeling down, depressed, and you pick a scripture out out of context? And here's here's the beautiful thing. It works. Right? It works. It's like... um, it's like, um, I, I, I think we use the scripture, we use the scripture in, um, uh, I think we use, I, I, I gave an, I, I when I was speaking to her, I gave an example of scripture that, that is, that is most of the time used outside of context. This scripture in, I think in Isaiah, that says, um, by his stripes, we, we are healed. That scripture that says, by his stripes, we, we are healed, you know. A lot of people use that use that verse outside of context. In fact, that verse was not talking about healing. That verse was, in fact, talking about salvation. It was talking about salvation in context, you know. And, but but a lot of people use it for healing. You know, Father, I'm going to pray by your stripes, she's healed, by your stripes, he's and it works. And the reason why it works is because we have a Father that actually wants to heal. But then someone's gonna ask, Oh, America, where am I gonna find such scripture? The life of Jesus. Jesus was walking one day and a sick person came to him. A leprous person came to him and asked, If you are willing, please heal me. And the Bible makes us understand that Jesus laid hands on the person and the person was healed. And we know from scripture that Jesus is the explanation of God. Jesus is the logos of God. Jesus is the character of God. So if Jesus is willing to heal the sick, or, and if he's always willing to heal the sick, then, then it is God's will that every sick person be healed. Are understand you understanding? You don't need to take scriptures out of context to please your ideas so that some things work. They are, they are, they are provisions for almost everything according to God's will in scripture. If you take things the way they are, if you put things the way they are it will work but i made a very detailed explanation but that I can't, I can't go into everything right now i i, am I being heard? here are you hearing me can i get an amen or can i can i get oh i'm hearing i'm hearing you
1: i'm hearing you, I'm hearing you. okay wonderful. Oh, wonderful
0: so so um we are going to discuss today is going to be different because um we we got into, I think we got into uh, the person of Jesus the last time. We discussed about the Gospels, the four Gospels, right? We, we, we gave like an overview of them. We spoke about Matthew, uh, we spoke about the purpose of that. Every writer of these books, they had a particular purpose in mind when writing these books about Jesus, these uh, um, articles about Jesus, right? They had a the particular, purpose. there was something they wanted to pass across. And, and I gave examples, you know, if, if, if this was an offline, like if this was an on-site class, I would have asked some questions, you know, whether you guys are following me, whether you guys listen to the last one, but because of this, that's, that's, that's how I'm powering through, um, the last meeting we had. So we, we just had, we had, and we spoke about like the purpose behind, these guys, the purpose behind these um, articles that were written in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and um, because this, this they had pop, they had their purpose, they had their particular audiences and everything. That uh, um, it's, it it that that is actually a very brilliant uh, um, work of study or something to be studied. What are failing me? I don't know why. So, but today we are going to be discussing about the purpose of Ye- Yeshua, the purpose of Christ. Yeshua is Christ, right? We're going to be t- talking about the, the purpose of Yeshua, and the reason why I'm even discussing about the purpose of Yeshua is because next week I, I want us to go in depth. I want us to start. Um, I want us to do a Bible study on, on is Jesus God, right? Is Jesus truly God? Is he an angel? Questions like that. What does it mean that he's the son of God? You know, I want us to answer questions like that. I want us to do a study on questions like that. I want us to um, do what is called, uh, do do a study on the, um, on sociology, doctrine of salvation of some particular churches. Jehovah's Witness, um, Calvinist. So, the reason why I'm going this route is because I want to pinpoint and show you oh, this is the right way, or this is from scripture, the right way to descend Jesus. And this is the wrong way to descend Jesus. So, next week we're going to be doing Is Jesus the Son of God? And Is Jesus God? Right? But today we're going to be just talking about the purpose of Christ. We're going to be talking about the purpose of Christ. Why did this
1: man and God come to Earth? Right. Also, I'm,
0: I'm forgetting. I'm also going to do Jesus a man also too. So that that is there, or I'm, I'm going to put them together. But why was he alive? Why was he alive? And we are going to be discussing this. And please, like I said last week, like I said last week, while we're going to be discussing, please pay attention, because we are not just doing this for knowledge's sake. We're actually doing this to be changed. We're actually doing this to to be changed, because the more light you are, the better you can see. The more light you have, the better you can see. Right? You are not just doing this for story's sake. We are doing this for revelation's sake. Do you get? So um let us open our Bibles to Matthew. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew. I, I think we are going to not just open open our Bibles to Matthew. Funny enough, we are going to there's a re- not not just Matthew, but there's a reason why I am starting with Matthew, right? And I I don't know if anybody can remember the reason why I'm starting with Matthew. Can anybody tell me the reason why I'm starting with Matthew because I, I
1: think I said it in, in the last class in the in the last um meeting right Hello anyone Can anybody tell me Nobody
0: Okay So the reason why I am starting with the book of Matthew right is because the book of Matthew is very distinct in the sense that I told you the purpose Matthew, one of the, um, of one of the purposes or purpose Matthew wrote in the book to the Jewish people was to actually prove to them from prophecy that this man they call Jesus is actually the Messiah, right? is actually the messiah now the 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 one um as we are as we are studying about oh so i think someone sent the message i'm so sorry as we are studying about um i mean matthew as we are studying matthew we see um that matthew matthew keeps on referencing the old testament he keeps on referencing prophecy. So in Matthew, we see that Jesus is fulfilling prophecy.
1: We'll see things like we we'll see things like um let us go to let's go to
0: um uh, Matthew chapter two. Can we go to Matthew chapter two? If you're with your Bibles, please your are you're, you're meant to be with your Bibles, right? Matthew chapter 2 verses verses 5. Let us start from verse 4. Let's start from verse 4. Right, he says, He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers and religious law of religious of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? Now, verse 5 says, In Bethlehem in Judah, they said. For it is what the prophet wrote. And now they, they are quoting the prophets. Verse 6 quotes the prophet, and he says, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are not are not sorry, it says, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be a shepherd to my people. So it goes further like this, in fact. It goes further, further, further. In fact, even when you go down. You see where it keeps he um, keeps referencing the old testament. It's like it's like um, it's like I don't know if any of you did any STEM course. Any of you, any of you, you're doing any that has to do with science and technology. I did a course on in physics. But when we are about to prove a theory, most of the time we are referencing another man's work. Yes. We are, we are referencing another man's work, or if you even do projects, you, you find out that you for you to prove that something actually exists, you're going to reference someone else, someone else's work. And that's that is a very good work. That this is actually a very good work that Matthew, Matthew was able to pull off. So that's why if you want to know the purpose of if you want to know the purpose of Christ, the purpose of Christ, Matthew is a good place to start. Because now you want to know what a Messiah is. What is Christ actually saving these people from right, what is Christ actually saving these people from? Um can we open our Bibles
1: to um sorry 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 give me a moment my my
0: um my notes please I'm so sorry Christ ministry beginning Galilee so let us let's open to if you are with your Bible opens to open to Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, from verse 12 to 17. Like, right? So, I'm going to read. It says, um, sorry, let me read Isaiah. Let me read Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, from verse 1 to 2. Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 9, from verse 1 to 2. It's a prophecy about Christ. So, um, it says, nevertheless. There will be no more gloom for those in distress. In the past, he humbled so in the past, he humbled the land of Zebulon and the land of Nephtali, but in the future he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan. People walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living on the land of the deep darkness. A light is done now the fulfillment of this scripture was in matthew chapter 4 verse 12 to 17. right remember we are talking about the purpose of christ why did christ come right why did christ the messiah come and the what? the, the best way to to know about this is to look at the jews is look at the jews what who is the messiah to them who was the messiah to them right and if you of that scripture in, in Isaiah was in Matthew chapter four, like I said, It says, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee, leaving Nazareth. He went and lived in Capernaum, which is by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfil what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Are you seeing? He says. Now they now quoted it. Like I told you, Matthew was a good guy referencing everything Jesus did with prophecy. Like he now said, the land of Zebulon or and the and land of Natalie, by the way, you see, um, the light and everything is coming from you. From that time on Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of God. Now, this is not a this is not yet the purpose. I'm just still trying to cement the fact that this guy was
1: actually trying to prove that jesus is the king um jesus is king one and um he's actually messiah but
0: that, the question is what is the purpose of the messiah why is the messiah coming and i don't know if you are on my whatsapp stories right if you're on my whatsapp stories you would have seen I I I made a statement that I was going to. I was going to introduce a new word. I was going to introduce a new word called apostolosis. Can you open to Can you open to Ephesians?
1: Can you open to Ephesians? Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. i don't know if you are there before me. can you read it please? ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. he Mm. he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our
0: freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. yes. Yes. He says he says Ephesians 1
1: from verse so, six, 6 to, to seven. Me, from six? 7 okay so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us okay let me read their son. 7 yeah. Yeah. he is so rich in kindness and grace yeah. that
0: yes. he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins yeah so that's seven. wonderful. So I, I I'm going to read this and I'm going to point out something. So this is what Ephesians chapter from verse. Let me just read seven. It says, it says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Now, this is the word I want to introduce to you. People.
1: The word is ap- ap- Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm using a Greek word.
0: Apolutrosis, apolutrosis, apolutrosis. Probably this, I'm modring the pronunciation, but this is just it. A P O L U T R O S I S. Now this word is the word for redemption. This is what it means. It means to give something for unlasting. Are you listening to me, it means to give something for that thing. Let's let's see, let's open to Luke. I want to I want
1: to show you something in Luke. So it, it basically means ransom. It basically means ransom. Let us see
0: um Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21, verse 28. You can open there. Let me read it. It says, and when these things began. To come to pass. He then looked up, lifted up his, lifted up, sorry. And when these things began to come to pass, then look up and lift up heads for your redemption draws nigh. I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to show you places where redemption has been used, right? And Ephesians, Paul is using Ephesians and calling Christ our redemption. You see what I said? This is not just for knowledge sake. I'm I'm trying to show you revelation here. So, Romans chapter 3 verse 24 says, being justified freely by His grace through redemption that is in Christ Jesus.
1: Hmm. Verses
0: Romans chapter 8 verse 23. Let me read it. It says, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruit of the spirit. Even we ourselves grow with ourselves, waiting for adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Um, not uh, that is also like a, let me let me let me read Colossians. Can you all open to Colossians one verse fourteen? Colossians chapter one verse fourteen. I'm I'm, I'm getting somewhere. Colossians chapter one verse fourteen. It says, "In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin." Now, this is the purpose of the Messiah. The purpose of the Messiah is redemption. That is revelation. That that, that is for revelation's sake. Now, for study's sake, when I when I mean for study's sake, I'm just I'm I meaning in like a surface level. The purpose of the Messiah was to die for sins. meaning he was he was apolotrosis a, 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 um, a, for sin. He was apolotrosis for sin, meaning that he was redemption for sin. He was the ransom for sin. He was ransom. The purpose of Christ, or or the purpose of the Messiah coming on earth was to die for man are you listening to me so when someone comes to tell you why did jesus come to earth because he had to die for man now i'm this is not just the only concept i'm actually going to introduce to you right there's something i'm going to also introduce which is called signs and shadows And and i and i'm introducing this because i want to explain something what, what what do I think by times and shadows? I mean I mean I am gonna I'm gonna I'm going explain this in, in the simplest ways so um in the old testament right we have stories we have stories that sometimes do not make sense and in fact sometimes these stories make sense they look like ordinary stories and they look like moral stories right let me give you a, a a story that does not make sense to most people, the story of Hosiah. and I'm and I'm telling you, I'm giving this story, and I'm giving you this, I'm I'm telling you, I'm giving you these this examples, because I I'm, I'm getting somewhere. Hosea, to many people, the um, the story about Hosea, the prophet, marrying a prostitute, does not make sense, right? But then, it is a shadow. The story of esau and jacob that god would say i hate esau but i love jacob it does not make sense to people they 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 ask questions like why would god just hate a a baby without him doing anything and why would god love someone without him We, we we get to understand that by what we call um it's it's also a principle of interpretation called signs and shadows right so let me give an example. When it comes to um, Esau and Jacob, the reason why God would say, "Esau, have I hated? And Jacob, have I loved?" is because He's trying to tell you. Or he's trying to say, is because He's trying to tell you. He's trying to say that I give grace to the undeserving. He's not saying that I have cost uh, Esau. He's just trying to tell you, oh. I, have, I actually give grace to those people that don't deserve it. Why? Because Esau was the firstborn, and according to Jewish tradition, firstborns get the bigger blessing. They get the bigger inheritance. When it comes to Hosea, why would God tell a prophet of the land to go and marry a prostitute? In fact, a well-known prostitute, because he was trying to tell a story about him loving mankind. About him and the church, about Israel and God, he was trying to tell them that oh, I, God, Jesus fell in love with the church, fell in love with mankind, and I'm able to die for mankind, even when mankind sins against me. I, I will still keep on saying yes and still keep on going after them. Are you, do you understand what times and shadows now? What, what these shadows now mean, Abi? Like. I, is somebody with, with you i'm trying to see
1: who understands me please if you have a question just, just I, I i don't know i'm trying to be fast but i cannot be fast because this is a class hello mm, i don't have a question i understand no. you you no. understand me understand okay you. yes
0: wonderful. wonderful so now i'm trying to explain no, can you just mute yourself Jesus. oh wonderful so I, I was trying to explain apolotrosis ransom so now we we now see in the old testament that we now see the old testament when it comes to remission of sin we see that the new testament says in him we have redemption, we have apolotrosis in him is our ransom by his blood we have been forgiving our sins so as it, it might not make sense it might not make sense to a gentile that is a nigerian but to a jew it will make sense why because god has been telling the story this story of apollotrosis for a long time god has been telling the story of um a god has been, god has been telling the story of a ransom of ransom for seen for a long time. And he was telling it in the sacrifice of bulls. He was telling it in the sacrifice of what? He was telling it in the sacrifice of rams and sheep. So this is, this is what happens in the Jewish context. So every year, every year, the Jews will bring a ram. And they bring a ram or they bring um, yeah, they bring a spotless sheep or a spotless ram or a total dose for what is called apostrosis, it's called remission of their sins. But the, the Bible did not use remission, the Bible used oh uh, the Bible, used, um oh god. I'm forgetting a word that starts with A. Oh, uh, I'm forgetting a word that starts with A. Uh, well, I'm going to explain it I'll, I'm going—I will remember it as as we go on, right? So, this was at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> so, the Jews—they bring that the ram, right? Because of their sin. And the high priest tells them, put your hand on the head of the sheep that you're bringing to take your sin. You see, in the Bible, are you listening to me? In the Bible, right, forgiveness of sin was never by accident. Are you listening to me? Forgiveness of sin was never by accident. It has never been by accident. It has never been by, oh, Father, please forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for the, uh, the sin I committed unintentionally or the sin I committed intentionally. And the, one I did not know, and the one I did not know. It was never about that. Nowhere in the Bible will you see somebody begging for his sins like that. That was never how uh, sins are forgiven. Sins are forgiven by the shedding of blood. So we see that in scripture, that for your sin to be forgiven, blood must be shed. So, man brings this ram to the altar, and he's told, "Lay your hands on this ram." Immediately he raises, lays his hands on this ram. What he's signifying is that he has put his uh, he has put his sin on the ram and he has or the sheep and he has taken the righteousness of this ram now this was a story are you listening to me this was a story then the ram neck is now cut. the ram is now slain and the ram's blood is spilled on the altar and that signifies that sins has been what has been covered that's the reason i'm using covered because it's in the old testament our sins are not, we are really, really never forgiven, but their sins are covered. So, but Christ was trying to, they, he was trying to tell a story, like the Bible was trying to tell a story of a man that is coming, a God that is coming, actually. He was coming and he was going to forgive the sins of the world. Just as that He was going to. He was going to um he was going to forgive the sins of the world. Let me read Isaiah, Isaiah 61, verse 1. He says, The spirit of the sovereign one is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the broken hearted, to proclaim freedom to the captive and to release from darkness the prisoners. See, he's he's his work has always been his work has always been to be a ransom the reason he was coming was to that and the reason why he came on earth as a man was because hmm was because it had to be a man that takes the sin of another man oh glory and that it, it had to be a man that killed <laughs> had to be a man that killed the sacrifice it had to be men that killed the sacrifice are you listening to me the purpose of the messiah coming was to die was to be a ransom for us so that one day we can stand up and we can say and now is that day we can stand up and we can say that our sins have been forgiven you know I cannot go in, i cannot even go into the biblical <laughs> i cannot even go into the biblical study of telling people that um the the rams that were used were we are one year old rams and because of that there are sins, the remission of the um atonement yes that's what i was looking for the name is atonement it was used in the old testament the atonement for their sin only lasted for one year because the ram was a it had, it had to be a one-year old ram. But you need to understand that Jesus is everlasting, his blood is everlasting, his blood has no time needs. Neither does his blood is his blood bound by time or death. So because The blood of an immortal has been slain for mankind man any man that believes in this jesus is forgiven forever whether his past present and future sins because this jesus died 2000 years ago and his blood
1: is still speaking today are you listening to me yes you're listening to me does anybody have any question i want to read I want to read um, a scripture. Does anybody have any questions Please have a question, somebody. Please, I beg you. I'm begging you now. Have a question. I'm not hearing you. Please speak up. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm hearing you now. Wonderful. You know what you said, um, that for anyone that thinks that um, for the future, present, past, and everything that God has forgiven, these are sins, right? Yes. Okay. So basically, a question popped up, and actually, often, now I'm still like finding an answer to that question. You know this word I could say, "Once forgiven, once saved." Like I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't understand yes. it. Okay. Let me let me explain to you. Okay. Can I explain it to you? Yes, let me explain it to you. So,
0: once saved, always saved is a lazy way. It's a very lazy way of explaining the gospel. Are you listening to me? Once saved, always saved is a lazy way of explaining the gospel. Even though we are arriving at the same conclusion, it's a lazy way of explaining the gospel i don't think you will ever hear me say that right i don't think you ever hear me say once saved, always saved what rather you will hear me say is this if a man believes in jesus he's saved now when he's saved and because he saved he has the holy ghost in him and because he has the holy ghost in him he's meant to act like someone that has the holy ghost are you listening to me and because he believes he's going to heaven forever are you getting me but he has the holy ghost and he's meant to act like someone that has the holy ghost but now james and james that james book of james comes and james is writing and james is saying that come if you if you don't behave like someone that has the holy ghost in you i can question of salvation but then what does he mean by that he's just what he's just trying to say was if you have the holy ghost behave like someone that that has the holy ghost if you believe in jesus behave like someone that believes in jesus that's what he's trying to say right see for a for the one that believes in christ jesus i'm going to do it i'm see i'm going to do this is bible study right i'm going to do A very extensive, extensive study on salvation. Extensive study on salvation. And that is for uh, for for this level, right? And we are going to study, and we are going to see that for the believer, heaven is not something you're meant to be thinking, whether you're going there, whether you're not going there. Heaven is your home. If Jesus comes now, he's taking you home do you understand you cannot call jesus you see you cannot claim to have eternal life right now and if you sin in the next two minutes or three minutes you don't have eternal life it means that you don't you didn't have eternal life to start with because the fact that you call sin eternal means that it is everlasting it is immortal It it cannot die it cannot stop are you listening to me the, the holy spirit never leaves you nor forsakes you i'm going to do a, a, an extensive study right this is like 943 but then i'm not even sure what i will answer whether, whether you're satisfied but
1: are you satisfied hello are you satisfied yes it like on an average
0: on average you're satisfied i the the reason why i'm not giving you um scriptures to back what i'm saying because of time right i'm going somewhere
1: so um the purpose of the messiah if you're you're your because chapter 17 verse 11 For the life of a creature is in it is in the blood. Are you listening to me? He says,
0: For the life of the creature, of a creature is in the blood. And I have not given it to you to make atonement. Sorry, sorry, I I, I have not. He says, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the, the old testament they use atonement. It says, I'm giving it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar." It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. For for one's life. Now, like now, you, you see the explanation I was giving, that forgiveness of sin has never been by accident. It has never been by accident. So, this is the question to people that don't believe that if they believe in Jesus, they are saved. Right? They are saved forever. This is a question to them. If there has been no place, no mention of anybody opening their mouth to ask God for forgiveness and forgiving in Scripture, even in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, right? The question is, why are they not killing rams? Why are they not taking the lives of why are they not taking the lives of goats and ra- why are they not in fact why are they not muslims because in fact muslims somehow still believe in, to this day that washing themselves with water washes away their sins and killing their animals still takes away their sins do you understand it's very absurd for a believer to think that to think that asking god for forgiveness with his mouth is what takes away their sin we just read from Scripture here in Leviticus 17, verse 11. It says, For the life of a creature is in his blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourself on the altar. Like I told you, this is a story. This is, a, this is what we call shadows, trying to depict of the original thing that is coming, coming here. Now, let me show you on that Scripture. Now, let's open to Matthew chapter 26. Verse 28. Matthew chapter 26, verse 28. Open your scriptures, please be fast. Matthew chapter 26, verse 28. It says, This is my blood. This is is my blood of covenant, which is poured out for for the forgiveness of sin.
1: Can you see that? This is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus is telling, literally telling you that, you
0: remember in, in Leviticus where he said that um, the life of a creature is in his blood. He's telling you that I am giving my life right now for the forgiveness of your sins. For the forgiveness of your sins, I'm giving my life. This was never an game. game. Hey, Jesus Christ. It was never an asking game. You were never, you were never meant to ask God for forgiveness. Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? What I mean, you're never meant to ask God. I mean that asking God with your mouth for forgiveness was never going to bring forgiveness. What was going to bring forgiveness was the sacrifice of a life, and God sacrificed His life for the forgiveness of your sin. Oh my God, I'm going to do an extensive study on this when I talk about sin. When I talk about sin. You need to understand when you believe in Jesus, you are forgiven forever. Oh, glory to God. You are forgiven forever. You have the Holy Ghost forever. The Holy Ghost is not leaving you anywhere. God loves you forever. He loves you for Hey, glory to God. When I even when I when I even start explaining Ephesians chapter one, when I do a proper study on Ephesians chapter one, and I explain Ephesians for you, hey God, you will understand. Do you understand me? See, okay, I want to ask you a question from this scripture we just read, this Leviticus, and this Matthew. Do you understand
1: better? Okay. Hello, Do you do you understand better? Hello, max I am not even <laughs> hearing you. I think it's network, probably.
0: So, um, who understand me? Gideon, do you understand me? I don't think I'm hearing, Okay. Gideon, do you understand, don't
1: understand you. me? Understand, I don't understand you. well I don't do get the scripture. Let me tell us what.
0: Okay, okay. I, said Levit- I said Leviticus chapter, chapter, chapter seventeen verse 11. eleven. Okay, Leviticus chapter seventeen verse eleven. Um, high success, Patrick. Can I get a high from you? Can I get a i understand what you're saying. I have, I have a no, question. That's, so.
1: No, I understand what you're saying. Okay. okay. Yeah. No questions. No, no. Okay, um, Tommy, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you have have questions? Hi, Tommy. Okay, probably Tommy is not here, or probably Tommy is not hearing. So,
0: um, what I'm, or what what everything I'm saying, like now we we are. We are coming to the end. This is the conclusion. Is that the purpose of Christ's coming, right, was to die for man's sin, and for him to die, he had to be a man. That is also something that we are going. We are going to discuss in, I mean, next week Tuesday. I'm going to discuss. Oh, um, was Christ a man, or was he? Or was he both, right? Or is he both? Because he's still alive. So we're going to discuss all of these things. We're going to discuss everything. Everything. We're going to look at doctrines. Biblically, is this correct? Is this not correct? Why is this not correct? Why is this correct? And um, I'll love to see you guys next week. Please, if you let anything new. I beg you, share share on social media platforms. You can invite more people to the Bible study. Send them the links, um, and the recording is always available on the on, on this group on this platform. And um, that that is it. So let's pray, Heavenly Father. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for this meeting. Thank you, Heavenly Father vreto van subrana vatala koteria zapratotele penanta Ratavanas. Thank you, Lord, that this is not just for knowledge's sake, that this knowledge, Jesus, it 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 works on our hearts. It works on our heart, and we know, we know, Heavenly Daddy, that you are for us, that our that we are forgiven. There's no guilt there's no shame thank you lord because we come to you boldly thank you heavenly father thank you lord in the name of jesus amen hi i want to ask a question is there anybody here right um this is very private you you, you might message me privately is there anybody here struggling with cigarette smoking here right like drugs Drugs, let me just use drugs, drugs, and unusual substances. Don't I mean unusual, I mean, very unusual substances like battery. <laughs> right? If you're one of those
1: people, please can you message me? Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a nice day.